Hello and welcome to the final TES podcast issue review of the year. Yes, it is coming up to Christmas, as I'm sure you are all aware. And I have joining me to discuss the last issue of this year, uh, Kay Wiggins. Hello, Kay. Hello. John Severs. Hello, John. Hello. And Mr. Ed Doran. Hello. Hello. So we're going to stick to a kind of festive theme, uh, unsurprisingly, this week, and we're going to go straight in to this week's cover feature, which is all about the must-read books that teachers should read, possibly over the festive season or possibly over the coming year. We asked a bunch of, um, well, the, the, the good and great from the education world to, to recommend their favourite read. What do we think? Guys, what stands out? It's a pretty fascinating insight. Um, you have got a rich uh, cornucopia of books, ranging from some very hardcore educational pseudo-manuals to um, the incoming chairman of the Common Select Committee, Neil Carmichael, whose uh, favourite book apparently about education is called Legacy, What the All Blacks Can Teach Us About Life and Business. Oh, that's excellent. By James Kerr. All oh, right. By James Kerr, indeed. Yes. Uh, you have uh, all our favourite general secretaries as well. What stands out for me, and maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into this, is uh, Nick Gibbs' choice. Now, it's not Edie Hirsch. Considering as a man who <laughs> always quotes Edie Hirsch in his speeches, hasn't gone for Edie Hirsch. But he but has gone for the same book as, as Edie, Edie Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Daisy. Who and was Daisy. Yeah. Big fan of uh, Daisy Christodoulou. That is. So you've got Nick Gibb, Edie Hirsch and Daisy Christodoulou who are all recommending. Dan Willingham's uh, why, why Don't Students Like School? And their reasons are that this is the manual that every teacher should have read, basically, about knowledge teaching and facts. I see that chimes with their, their general oeuvre, does it not? He's very much in the zeitgeist, isn't he? In the transatlantic educational firmament. And he, Edie Hirsch uh, lunches with Daniel weekly. Very nice. <laughs> Is that right? They do. Yeah, they what do. a power couple they are. Yes, they are. Imagine <laughs> that conversation. Um, it's a, it's a very interesting. It just is one of those brilliant kind of. You just delve into it and see what people have said. It's really Tim Brickhouse is, uh, has given his penny's worth um, with a book called "Leading in the Culture of Change" by Michael Fullan. Um, I'm not going to give it all away, but uh, I know a lot of school leaders out there still hero worship the great man. Mm. And it gives you a little bit of an insight into the way Tim himself leads and uh, the way he thinks heads should lead. Um, it's a tiny nugget, but I think it's quite interesting. I, um, I have to say my favourite, though, is uh, Becky Francis. Bless Becky Francis, she's come out with absolute perler. And that's Black Swan Green by David Mitchell. I wholeheartedly agree. And it seems to be the only one which isn't purely about quite, you know, very uh, yeah, heavy educational policy. Chris Keats of the NSUWT has come with a To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah, very good. There are, the, the one thing that was noted is that there is a, uh, there is a dominance of male writers in this. Ah, yes. And there's a dominance of the content being UK or US centric. Right. I see. We haven't analysed that too much, but <laughs> we were leaving people to make their own judgments as to what, what that might mean. So it's very waspy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Let's say about that. So is the world. <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, okay, good. It's a fascinating little piece. Uh, so that's this week's cover. Um, Kay, I'm going to move on to you because you've written uh, a very interesting piece about um, basically how a head cancelled Christmas, but he's not a Grinch. What does that mean? <laughs> That's right. So um, we've spoken to the head teacher of a primary school in Kent who says he's rationalised Christmas this <laughs> like year, it. the oh. word that he used. So the context around all of this, it's to do with Ofsted. So he was brought in to turn around this school um, which had had a bad Ofsted report, um, he said, you know, you, they really need to have a clear focus on improving the standards, improving, you know, the quality of the work that the kids are doing, um, and having a kind of situation where for most of the second half of, of this autumn term, kids are kind of in and out of the assembly hall singing Christmas songs and dressing yes. up as shepherds and things. You know, it takes, it distracts a lot from curriculum time. There's a lot of content to get through. And so he decided that it just had to be reined in a little bit. Um, when I was chatting to him, he was talking about how a lot of the, this, this story was picked up by uh, some national newspapers who described him as a Grinch for yeah. kind of cancelling Christmas. And, he, you know, he, as you might expect, he's saying that's not, that's not entirely true. They have got a kind of carol concert for parents with, with mulled wine and some festivities. But, but he just thinks that in this climate of, you know, strong Ofsted scrutiny and a real kind of real, a lot, there is a lot of curriculum content to get through, especially at the kind of top end of primary schools. You know, you really can't afford to have the luxury of taking kids out of classrooms for great stretches of time um, to be rehearsing. So I wonder how it's common this sad, is. Isn't it? it's, it's, sad. it's one of those stories where you always have the parents saying, oh, it's an outrage. Yep, yep, that's what happened this time yeah. around. They contacted the local newspapers yeah. and, you know, they had a Facebook campaign about it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would happen, of course, if, uh, if the school was downgraded? Because obviously yeah. it came along. Yeah. Precisely. The parents would all pull their well, kids out in a heartbeat, wouldn't they? We went and had Christmas lunch at a primary school, didn't we? Yeah, yeah me and John were lucky enough. We didn't, we, have we didn't don our Christmas, lunch, uh, Christmas jumpers as we were instructed to, but we did have Christmas lunch with, I think, 450 students. Yeah. Wow. It was crackers? Very not Crackers. Crackers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very festive. It was last week down in um, a primary school run by Colin Harris, who is a uh, successful head in Portsmouth. Um, Twice outstanding with Ofsted. Who writes a weekly column for us online. Well worth having a look. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um... Kay, you've just come back from somewhere equally Christmassy. You've come back from Salzburg. <laughs> what, what was that about? I have. I was in, I was in Salzburg for um, something that's called the Salzburg Global Seminar, which is a kind of uh, five-day conference where they kind of gathered together um, political advisors, academics, researchers, policymakers, all kinds of education experts from a range of different fields and, and from around the world. So I think about almost 20 different countries represented there. Mm. Um, talking about assessments and how we can use assessment to get more out of pupils, basically, and whether we can use assessment more creatively and whether the current systems are really kind of working in the interest of students around the world. So really interesting stuff and just the kind of, you know, beautiful place, mm. it's got to be said, the hotel itself uh, that we stayed at is, is um, where a lot of the, uh, the Sound of Music was filmed, ah, which is a great place to be at this time of year. The hills were alive. But it was great, and you pick up some really interesting little insights into what's going on in other countries. 
Um, and Chile was a really interesting one. I hadn't really realised how many parallels there are between what's happening in Chile and what's happening in the UK. Is so, that right? I mean, there's more to come on this in the New Year edition, but, but in short, they've kind of got this real emphasis. They've got a very similar thing to Pupil Premium, where they kind of have this per pupil funding that you get more for them, teach for, for accepting the most disadvantaged mm. pupils into your school. Um, yeah, they've got a real emphasis on closing the gap, a real thing about kind of trying to improve the status of teachers and teachers' conditions. Interesting. A lot of people in the UK might look at, yeah. and, you know, think, well, wouldn't it be great if there was uh, that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of emphasis <laughs> that over kind of here? Commitment, commitment yeah. yeah so anyway, so a lot of, lot of interesting parallels. and uh, Parallels, but all at a different altitude. Um, very good okay Uh, this week also has our Christmas quiz we all love a Christmas quiz he says turning the pages trying to find it Um, so I'm going to ask you some questions oh no you can't can't ask me because I've proved them you've already oh I see right okay I haven't um, so, John, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what is the young of a camel called? <laughs> a baby camel. <laughs> <laughs> that is Camelette. close, Camelette. but no cigar. It is apparently a calf. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. Um... In the Christmas song, Kay, how many geese were there a-laying? I don't know, 12? Good, but it's not, right? Uh, That was my attempt of a Northern Irish accent there. Uh, It's six. Well, six. Yeah, 12 lords are leaping. Oh, yeah. Come on. Um, Ed, I'm going to test your memory. Um, Casper, one of the Magi, was king of Tarsus. In which modern day country is Tarsus? <laughs> he says, looking, looking at, at the answer. answer. <laughs> you turn the page upside down, the answers are there. But from memory, I would say definitely <laughs> Turkey. Turkey, indeed. Very good. Um, okay, so from the quiz, John, I'm going to go over to you because you uh, commissioned a brilliant piece uh, by the very brilliant Steve Edison. Uh, what, what's, uh, what's Steve saying? Steve takes us a journey through a primary school's mentality at Christmas time as they get their um, Christmas presents from the students. And he, his, his journey is aided by four pints of, I think, what is called grumpy git. <laughs> <laughs> and as he drinks the ale, he becomes more paranoid about the, the, uh, the presents he's got. So uh, uh, initially he thinks, oh, these, these presents are all great. And then he starts to worry that the deodorant he got might be because it was a hygiene problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that the little bottle of whiskey and extra strong paracetamol or pa- painkillers might might be have ulterior motives. Yeah. <laughs> but it ends on a on a pleasant note that of his joy of getting a present of some pens that had been stolen from his drawer uh, by one of the students. Uh, it's a really nice piece and it, it includes lots of examples of the sort of mugs, socks and other items that teachers tend to get at Christmas. I sometimes think we don't make enough of that how brilliant Steve Ellison is. Yeah, Reg- regular readers will know that he writes a fortnightly column. Um, I think he's one of the best writers, columnists, in any subject, in any area in Britain. I, I really mean that. No, I agree. And um, he certainly, there's no one in Britain who can um, bring the colour of life in primary school to mm. page to page. 
like Steve Edison. Absolutely. Imagine the impact he could have had if he went into journalism. <laughs> well, <absolutely. laughs> uh, there does seem to be a common theme through Steve's pieces there, which is um, he's either in a pub or drinking some sort of alcohol. So <laughs> take from that what you will. Um, I would ask you another question, uh, podcast people. Um, what is or has been the standout for you this year? Tough question. Didn't see that coming. It's in this week's issue. Oh, really? It's Noddy Holder doing my best ah, teacher. Yes. very good. And who was his who best teacher? Who doesn't want Noddy Holder doing my best teacher? He says, turning to it. Remember <laughs> who the best teacher was. It's a brilliantly named. I thought it said when I first Mr. read it. Dickinson. Mr. Yeah, Mr. I thought it said Mr. Dickensian, uh-huh. which would have been terribly apt. Mr. Dickinson, yeah. Who was a fairly hardcore traditional grammar school style teacher. Um, he also has a pop, uh, um, another teacher, who who he didn't get on with, um, who he told to, uh, well, we've uh, we finessed Noddy's words. Mm. He told him to F off, shall we say. Um, and he also isn't wildly keen on the music lessons he experienced back in the 60s and 70s. But uh, it's a really good read. And what says Christmas like Noddy Holder? Indeed, indeed. The standout for me, I think, in terms of... One of your stories? Yes, actually, funnily you say that. Yes, one of my <laughs> stories about Ofsted and it um, getting rid of 40% of his inspectors. Yeah, good story, that. What says Christmas like Ofsted? Fire, eh? Firing inspectors. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, very good. I'm not going to put the other two on the spot because it looks like blank faces all around. Um... I'm going to leave it there. That's the last podcast of 2015. Can you believe it? <laughs> Very good. Stunned silence lasts. Okay, that just leaves me to say thank you all you people for listening to the show throughout the year. We will be back, of course, in the new year uh, with added extras, one might hope. First, uh, the first edition is on the 1st of January. Yes, no rest for the wicked in the TES Towers, that's for sure. Um, so it just leaves us to say have a good Christmas break put your feet up uh, and ready yourselves for the next term Uh, thanks Ed, Kay and John and thanks again for listening and goodbye Merry Christmas Christmas